Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Tuesday, December 28th. Coming up on the show today, a reminder to pay attention to the very much first place Memphis Grizzlies, some news about the Nashville Predators schedule, as well as the health of the coaching staff. We take a look at the depth and quality of talent returning to the SEC at the quarterback position in 2022, despite the activity in the portal. But we begin with the Tennessee Titans, a few names that are being added to the COVID list, but some changes happening to the protocols. Attention all humans who own homes and care about their bank accounts. Yes, I'm talking to you. You need to remember the name The Kingston Group. Just know the name, have a conversation with them, learn about your house, learn about the options for your house, and learn about what they can do to help you make money, build equity in your house, and of course, you know, have a better time in a cooler home. So this is what The Kingston Group does. Outdoor spaces, renovations, wings, garages, all types of stuff. They can handle it. Make sure you give them a call, The Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Just remember the name, The Kingston Group. In light of all the COVID news, the dreaded C word, of course, the NFL, NBA, NHL, basically everybody, the SEC, the college football playoff have all put out new protocols and new guidelines for sort of managing their games and their schedules with all the influx of, of positive tests. And the NFL basically, and across the board, almost all of these sports have sort of reduced the amount of time spent in quarantine, reduced the restrictions on getting back into play. Everything's been streamlined to get players back onto the field, especially if they are vaccinated. Which leads us to the Titans news on Monday. The Tennessee Titans added four players to the reserve COVID-19 list. Wide receiver Julio Jones, outside linebacker Bud Dupree, defensive back Buster Screen, and wide receiver Nick Westbrook-Akine. Roger Saffold and Elijah Molden were both activated from the COVID IR list, which again speaks to how quickly you can get back if you're vaccinated, asymptomatic, and testing negatively. And so the current list of Titans on the COVID-19 IR is Caleb Farley of Kendall Lamb, Nate Davis, Taylor Lewan, and the four players added on Monday. Westbrook, Akine, Dupree, Screen, and Jones. That makes eight players total on the COVID-19 list, but that information could change quickly as players now can test more quickly out of the protocols and get back onto the field. Again, especially if you're vaccinated and asymptomatic. So I know everybody out there is like completely freaking out about the transfer portal and players leaving. And at the quarterback position in the SEC, I guess I can understand why. Connor Bazelak at Missouri has decided to leave and enter the transfer portal. Max Johnson entered the transfer portal from LSU and landed at Texas A&M. Miles Brennan, of course, at LSU went into the transfer portal and then came back to LSU. Zach Calzada, the quarterback for Texas A&M, who beat Alabama, went into the transfer portal. Bo Nix, of course, went into the transfer portal from Auburn. After three very up-and-down seasons at Auburn, he ends up going to Oregon. And Emory Jones, of course, making his final start in the bowl game loss to UCF, has also entered the transfer portal. That is six starting quarterbacks in the SEC that have entered the portal. And there are some really good names in the SEC that, of course, were transfers. Hendon Hooker, not the least of which, at Tennessee, was a huge addition. Will Levis, a transfer quarterback, was a huge addition for Kentucky. Spencer Rattler is going to be a big addition for South Carolina. So there's a lot of there's a lot of good that comes along with the bad when it comes to the transfer portal. You can solve your quarterback's problems quickly. Also, there's just as many success stories, as I mentioned, Hendon Hooker. You also have three teams in the SEC that have won national championships with transfer quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Cam Newton, and Jacob Coker for Alabama, Auburn, and LSU, respectively. But there's also just as many cautionary tales as success stories. Joe Milton at Tennessee. 
KJ Costello at Mississippi State. JT Daniels can't get on the field at Georgia. Transfer quarterback. How about Joey Gatewood? Just to name a few of guys who transferred and it didn't work out. So there's just as many success stories as cautionary tales. So while people are losing their minds and and overreacting to the transfer portal, I think one thing is really important to note, that there can be just as many good quarterbacks and good situations and good stories as there can be cautionary stories. And let's look at the quarterbacks in the SEC, potentially, for next season and allow ourselves to get excited for the position. Reigning Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young is coming back. Hendon Hooker we mentioned. K.J. Jefferson at Arkansas is very good. Will Rogers set all kinds of SEC passing records at Mississippi State. He's back. Will Levis is back. J.T. Daniels could be back. Anthony Richardson is taking over at Florida. Spencer Rattler, of course, at South Carolina we've already mentioned. That is potentially as good a collection of quarterbacks in the SEC that I can remember, and the season's not even over yet. So I think we're in store for 2022, next summer, talking about just how good these quarterbacks are, and some of them are because of the transfer portal. So let's not go crazy and overreact when we see transfer portal news. Just understand that sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, and that it's okay for the sport for guys to make decisions to change teams. It's just not that big a deal. Basically, Tuesday begins the morning, noon, and night bowl schedule where you wake up and start bowl games at 11 a.m. and go all the way through the evening. And it's basically going to be like that for the rest of the week all the way through the semifinals on Friday and New Year's Day on Saturday. So it should be a ton of fun. Houston and Auburn, of course, 11-2 ranked Houston team, a two-point underdog against Auburn at 11 a.m. in the Birmingham Bowl. you got Air Force and Louisville in the first responder bowl at 215 You've got a very interesting one between Mississippi State and Mike Leach from the SEC against his former team, Texas Tech, which, if you ask Mike Leach, still owes him millions of dollars in buyout money. They are a heavy favorite, the Bulldogs are, over Texas Tech, and I can't imagine Mike Leach wanting to run the score up much at all in the Liberty Bowl. That one at 545. UCLA, NC State, pretty good bowl game there in the Holiday Bowl. That one at 7 o'clock. NC State, a slight favorite by two. And West Virginia and Minnesota wrap things up in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. The prestigious and historic Guaranteed Rate Bowl. That one at 9.15 kickoff, Minnesota a five-point favorite. So again, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just a bunch of bowl games every single day, all day long, and all the action begins on Tuesday. The Nashville Predators were supposed to be back on the ice on Monday evening, but alas, the C-word is still costing NHL teams games, and it's keeping the Nashville Predators from attempting to extend their current seven-game winning streak. The game against the Dallas Stars on Monday night was postponed due to COVID, and that makes six total games the Preds have had canceled so far this season and the fourth in a row. For now, the Preds are scheduled to put their winning streak back on the line on Wednesday against Washington in D.C., puck drop again for now at 6 p.m., with the next try at a contest on Thursday night against Columbus in Ohio, again for now, puck drop at 6 p.m. With the NHL and the NHLPA officially pulling out of the Olympics in February and games halted for every team in the league during the Christmas holiday, hockey fans are left playing the waiting game, just checking for COVID updates every single morning. When the league shut down last week, eight players and the entire coaching staff were still in protocol. On Monday, Nashville Predators head coach John Hines met with the media and he said that he and his entire staff, Dan Hynote, Dan Lambert, Todd Richards, and Van Vanderklok all came out of COVID protocols. Later on in the day, the Preds made a bunch of announcements about players. The team placed forward Nick Cousins, Mikhail Granlund, and Philip Tomasino onto the active roster, removing them from the COVID list, and assigned forwards Matt Luff and Michael McCarron to the taxi squad. Defensemen Mark Borowiecki, Ben Harper, and forward Ryan Johansson are also on the team's active roster as well. All of those players coming out of protocol. Additionally, forwards Tommy Novak and Colton Sissons, along with, wait for it, defenseman Roman Yossi, have been added to the NHL's COVID protocol list. 
I am no doctor, but I'm just not sure what a few days or even a week or two off will do to slow down the spread of the virus. But again, I'm no doctor. I am hopeful that with new information, new understanding, new protocols, maybe maybe reinstall the taxi squad, for example, to allow for roster flexibility, that maybe this Preds team can get back on the ice because this team is legitimately fun to watch. They forecheck like crazy. They love playing a physical brand of hockey, and UC Saros gives them a chance to win every single night. And with football wrapping up, it's about the time of year where Nashville turns into Smashville. And for all your Predators information, make sure you're subscribed to the Gold Standard Pod with The Athletics' Adam Vingan and myself out every single week everywhere pods are found. Fingers crossed, the Preds get back on the ice soon. Every couple of weeks, I've got to glance out west at Memphis and give you a Grizzlies update. And with very little else going on in Tennessee and Nashville sports today, it's a perfect time to remind folks that this basketball team is well worth your time. If you need a quick refresher, back in late November, this team was one game under 500 and missing their star, John Morant, who missed 12 games with a knee injury. The Grizz then proceeded, however, to win 10 out of 11 games to move to 19-11 and 11 on the season. They hit a minor slump, losing three games in a row heading into the Christmas holiday, but bounced back with a big win on the road against Sacramento on Sunday evening. And they have a huge week this week after the Monday night game against the Suns, which includes a visit from LeBron and the Lakers on Wednesday night. And most importantly, Ja Morant is back, having returned last week doing his normal spectacular things on the hard court. You've heard it before, but I'll say it again. Morant is worth your time and investment. This is a first place team in their division that is worth your time and investment. At this rate, they could be a top half team in the Western Conference playoffs, which also makes them one of the better teams in the league. Oh, and have I mentioned how hard they play for each other? More people in Nashville need to pay attention, and I'm doing my best here because if you're not watching John Morant play ball, you're just doing sports wrong. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning, locally-owned custom home and remodeling firm. They are the only people you need to know and the only people you need to call when making a big decision about your house. The website is buildkg.com. Check out their work. It speaks for itself. The Kingston Group. Check out the website, buildkg.com. Thank you guys all for listening. Of course, my name is Braden Gall. We'll have some college football coverage. We'll have some Titans coverage. We've got all kinds of stuff still coming this week for you guys heading up into the New Year's Eve holiday. Thank you guys all for listening. Check out the new YouTube page as well, 440 Sports, of course. My name is Braden Gall, at Braden Gall on Twitter. You can tell me I'm an idiot there. Thank you guys all for listening. This has been the 440 for Tuesday, December 28th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.